Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to Think Again on Community Radio 3CR. Think Again is produced by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation that has been dedicated to positive social change for more than 26 years. We're broadcasting from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, lands which have never been ceded. I'm Jacques Boulet, and as Jennifer has a day off, I'm talking with Hill from Loud Jew Collective. Welcome to the programme, Hill. Thanks, Jacques. Uh, Pleasure to be here. Since October 7th last year, we have shared with Think Again listeners more historically informed views on the long-term story of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, going back well, well over 120 years. We are very much concerned about the ways in which the Hamas-Palestinian incursion has been described in the mainstream media and how it has been presented and reacted to by the Australian and other Western governments' spokespersons. It was as if that century-old conflict had just been started by Palestinians and Hamas, and that therefore the Israeli reaction was quite justified, including the killing and wounding of over 100,000 Gazans, the destruction of housing and infrastructure, and the traumatic consequences for 2 million Gazans now on the brink of expulsion. We have interviewed Jewish writers, academics and activists, Jordi, Anthony, who shared their radically different interpretation of the situation and then offered our own understanding of the history, of the genesis and development of the conflict using credible historical and political economic sources. We framed the present phase of the conflict in two intertwined continuities, if that's the word. There's on the one hand the Zionist plan to establish a Jewish Jewish state, partly as a refuge for the persecuted and evicted Jewish populations, and then the British and later US intention to create and maintain a sympathetic colonial settler enclave aimed at elimination of the Palestinian population and the control of Middle East oil and gas resources and transport corridors. We have invited Hill, a representative from the Loud Jew Collective, to further inform listeners about other opinions and stances taken by Jewish people, stances stances which are rarely ever presented in mainstream media and, as far as I know, never seem to inform the Australian government's statements and decisions. So, Hill, to start us off, as a Jewish person in Australia and especially in Melbourne, How do you feel about what has been going on in Gaza and Israel for the last several months? It must be harrowing, given the contradictory opinions we hear and see also from and in the Jewish community. Yeah, um, it's been, I mean, 
it's harrowing just to see what's being done to you know the Palestinian people in, in Gaza um, by the so-called state of Israel. Um, it's you know absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, before October seventh was already heartbreaking, um, and it's it's heart shattering now to see those you know the level of violence and and just hatred towards human beings. Um, you know for what I deem very awful reasons. Um, I think it's really important as well to sort of center that discussion around Palestinian people and their fight for liberation. You know, um, any, even at the worst here, my experience is nothing compared to even um, people of the Palestinian diaspora community here who have family and friends um, mm. or even just their fellow, you know, Palestinian community members that are, they know it's happening to them over there or maybe mm. can't even get in contact with them. Um, so I think it's really important to sort of recognize that as well. Um, I guess from a Jewish perspective, it's, it's always frustrating and always has been to mm. have the mainstream, um, discussion and, and sort of points of view that are given weight and credibility by, by government and media, um, be that of the sort of Zionist positions, which, you know, um, again, I personally, I think are very harmful, um, and, then have that framed as a represent representation of, of every single Jewish person or acting on behalf of all, all of these people. So seeing those actions and then being told, well, this is being done for you. Um, and you mm. know, it, it should be, it should be done for you is, is really, really hard. Um, it's yeah. Um, a bit rough. Um, and then obviously getting kickback for not agreeing with that as well from within the community is, 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 quite rough as well um but yeah zionist organizations are obviously quite prominent especially in melbourne um, in the diaspora in general um, outside of the u.s um most jewish organizations are um zionist and they put a lot of energy into trying to silence even moderate voices like you know not not as radical as myself um even voices that are still uh supportive of israel as a concept but not the current state um will they put a lot of energy into sort of silencing that as well. So that that's quite frustrating um, beyond just the abject horror of the current situation. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I can, I've just listened recently to the Jewish Voices for Peace, uh, mm -hmm. some of their meetings, and you can see that they also they, they, they had time other thinking of people who think differently, Jewish people who think differently, mm -hmm. have amongst, you know, against the onslaught of... Uh, which translates very much into what the mainstream media and the social media seem to be, uh, well, multiplying, actually. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, like mm. there's been uh, like a few um, commentators on in, in Jewish internal media re referring to anti-Zionist Jews as un-Jews, so mm. not, not, not proper Jews anymore and things. Mm. And, you know, I mean... Yeah, it's um, mm -hmm. it's water off a duck's back for yeah. people like me, but it's still oh, it's it's hard. Hard. it must be really hard. You are a member of a group advocating mm -hmm. and arguing for peace and coexistence between Jews and Palestinians. Mm -hmm. Could you tell us more about the group, how it came about, its opinions and purposes and programs? Yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, Loud Jew Collective or LJC for short, um, we're an activist group of, of Jews in Nam, mm -hmm. Melbourne. Um, formed a few years ago, um, and as a collective, we're not a monolith of ideas. So, um, you know, we're not 
lockstep with each other. Um, but broadly, um, we sort of formed as a space to explore and strengthen our Jewish history, uh, culture, politics, religion, you know, all of that, um, but in a way that's not tied to sort of to Zionism, um, which isn't something that there is much of um, in, in the Melbourne community. As I said, most um, Jewish organisations are um, in themselves quite quite Zionist, so don't have space for that. Um, we uh, try to sort of, I guess, fill that niche um, and through that as well, create further space for other groups, ideas, you know, to create a more heterogeneous Jewish community again, mm -hmm. um, rather than just one drumbeat. Um, as a group, uh, we uh, obviously like work to combat colonialism, nationalism, uh, racism, anti-Semitism, all, all that sort of stuff. Um, and we really firmly believe that solidarity is, you know, one of the strongest weapons in the fight for, for justice and freedom. Um, so through that, we, we work with a lot of other, um, other groups. Um, we've run quite a number of events, um, you know, film screenings, uh, fundraisers, workshops, uh, rallies, um, and, you know, for a bunch of causes like Indigenous sovereignty, Palestinian liberation, obviously, racial equality. Um, and uh, since October 7th, obviously, we've, we've focused on supporting Palestinian people and, and Palestinian groups as best we can. Um, we provide a space in the weekly um, rallies in the city, um, firstly, to show that there are Jews who support Palestinians, um, but also to provide, a, I guess, a space for Jews who may be starting to question um, you know, the Zionist uh, rhetoric that they've grown up around. And for a lot of those people, they've been told day in, day out that these rallies are dangerous for them, which is completely untrue. Um, but having a space that says, we're Jews, we're here, um, creates, I guess, a, 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 like a safe first step for those people so they can feel safer. Um, we've also raised funds through a lot of our um, actions uh, directly for Palestinian victims of Israeli violence, but also to organisations um, supporting them as well. Um, and as, uh, much like this interview, we also uh, try really hard to sort of provide a counterbalance to that overexposure of Zionist uh, rhetoric in the media um, and provide uh, support to especially um, Palestinian people and groups who are being accused of anti-Semitism um, in ways that we would argue are not anti-Semitic. Um, yeah, so sure. having a Jewish group um, being able to say, hey, that's, that's not anti-Semitic is uh, like a useful tool to, to have. Mm -hmm. Uh, as I said at the start, we obviously like firmly believe that we shouldn't be centering ourselves in this conflict. Um, fundamentally, we, we reject the idea that it's a problem between two religions, which is something that some people often say. Um, but we do think it's extremely important to play a supporting role in, mm. in helping the Palestinian mm -hmm. community. Yeah, one of the great difficulties I have when I talk with people is to make distinctions between anti-Semitism, Zionism or anti-Zionism, mm. uh, anti-Jew, and anti-Israel, because there are four dimensions, really, if you think about it. Yeah. And they are sort of like just thrown together into anti-Semitism. And, you know, coming from Europe myself, mm. anti-Semitism has a historical kind of an origin, mm. uh, particularly around Europe. And uh, transporting that notion into a 2022 situation mm. is just so totally inappropriate. 
Yeah, especially with, mm. you know, um, I guess bad faith interpretations of that That's too. Right. Um, mm. It just purposely mud muddies that water. And if you're not someone who is, you know, n knee deep in all of this, you know, if you're just a random person who's usually mm. not engaging with this on the street, yeah. you tend to go with what, you know, someone is telling you who you think knows what they're doing. Yeah. But the only voices being put out there are the ones who, mm. you know, conflate. Anti-Semitism, anti-Zionism. Yeah, and, yeah, and we that, call it yeah. knee-deep, but yeah. heart-deep and brain-deep. Yeah, into it. exactly. <laughs> Returning to your group's uh, anti-Zionist stance, mm. what in particular are the elements that you're critical of? It probably would be useful to give us an idea of its spread and influence in the broader Jewish communities and the, div the diverse orientations in those communities. Sort of a bit like, uh, what are you up against? Mm. This is probably something that I could talk for for hours, so please uh, stop me when you need. Um, I'll probably cough for something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for anyone listening who wants to like, learn more, I, I cannot do the history of this mm -hmm. justice in, in a short amount of time, so please mm, yeah. do more reading or talk to people. Yeah. Um, but as a really broad strokes, um, Zionism was f sort of started in the mid-late 1800s um, as a sort of offshoot of the ideas of nation state and colonialism. So the idea mm. that in Europe, especially um, that, you know, the French people have France, the Italians have Italy. And then you look at uh, the Jewish people in Europe and people were like, well, where's, where's Jewish land? Um, and uh, it wasn't particularly popular within the Jewish community. Um, and it was originally a very secular idea. So not, not a religious idea at all. Um, it was picked up by a few different politicians um, in European countries. And the main reason for that was anti-Semitism, which again mm -hmm. is quite ironic. Um, and the idea that uh, we don't want Jews in our country, uh, let's help them get their own one somewhere else. Um, and <laughs> for some people, they were like, sweet, let's go. Other people, um, most majority didn't want to. And that, that was both religious Jews um, who, for religious reasons, didn't believe that we should be making our own state. Um, it should be up to God. Um, and then um, more secular, leftist, anarchist, communist Jews who uh, didn't buy into the idea of nation-state, but also were really tied to the places they were in and were part of the fabric and the history of those places, for better or worse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, once, uh, sort of after the Holocaust, that's when the ma major flip happened. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And part of that is people, you know, try to go back to their homes after fleeing those who survived um and it's not like anti-semitism went away mm -hmm. um you know my grandma and grandpa their family homes were occupied by um germans during the war they were never given them back or even offered to have them back um so they couldn't go back if even if they wanted to which they didn't um and so a lot of people looked at the ideas of zionism saying well we're going to make you a safe space somewhere else um at the you know don't worry about what the cost is for for, for someone else um and that was really, you know, something that took off. Um, and once it did take off, you know, you get the state of Israel um, that's able to then snowball and, mm -hmm, and fund mm -hmm. diaspora community um, education, you know, and all of that. And it just compounds on itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and um, from, I guess, what, what, what our major issues are with, with Zionism is obviously it's, it itself is a colonialist, uh, ethno-nationalist ideology. It believes mm -hmm. that... Jews and only Jews should be in the state. In, in Israel, you can't have uh, interfaith marriages. Um, you can't have uh, same-sex marriage either. You can have them outside, but they're not. You can't 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You, even if you're Palestinian and you marry a Jew, you're no, you're not an Israeli citizen. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's also obviously, as you said as well, used as a tool of Western imperialism mm-hmm. in in the Middle East. Um, so it's sort of been turned into this even worse thing than it was to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also um, very sort of ahistorical. Um, I would argue um, it has tried to destroy a lot of our own Jewish history to justify the state. So uh, I went to a Jewish day school in Melbourne up until year eight, and during almost all of my um, studies, we skipped over the thousands of years in in Europe and the Middle East and Mm -hmm. um, all of that. Not important. What's important is ancient and then Israel. Um, You know, Israel banned the... um, and the use of Yiddish and Ladino, both Yiddish being the, the Jewish dialect in Europe, Ladino being yep, the Jewish right dialect right. in Spain and the Middle East, mm-hmm, yeah. um, in order to create a That's homogenous a Sephardic. language. Yes, yeah. 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 mm-hmm. um, And so people spoke modern mm-hmm. Hebrew. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so they tried to essentially destroy our languages there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, um, you know, you don't learn about all the parts again, like from a Eurocentric point yeah. of view. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of um, Jews in Europe had a big impact on there, exactly. um, and they don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Because, yeah. And the thing is, of course, when you forget your history, then you can't plan for a future, no. because you need a knowledge of... Uh, let's hear, just for to, to let that sink in a little bit, <laughs> Palestine, My Homeland by Philistine... <laughs> Listening to Think Again 3CR 855am on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about Gaza and Israel again. We're talking with Hill from Loud Jew Collective about his and their view uh, about the present rather dreadful situation in Gaza and Israel. 
and what their local actions aim to achieve. Hilja have been talking about your group's attempts at supporting and collaborating with Palestinian groups, and I have several friends and acquaintances living in Israel reporting about Jewish peace groups engaging in such peace work as well. What have been some examples of the historical actions and the state's the state's response along with international actions and solidarity. So how do you fit into that picture? Um, yeah, in terms of actions in Israel itself, it's, uh, I know that's a bit of a thorny issue in some ways, um, mm. you know, being on that land. And then um, a lot of the sort of actions for peace can be rooted still in the ideas of Zionism. Um, so as an anti-Zionist Jew, it's, you know, a bit of a gray area. Um, in the, uh, as a whole, it's, it's historically been quite hard to be um, sort of organised anti-Zionist in Israel itself, partly just because the state, you know, look at anti-Zionism as an existential threat. Um, the sort of political air quotes left usually still buys into the, the ideas of, of Zionism, so isn't super supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, but within the last 20 years, there's been some great actions, um, mostly by small um, sort of radical groups. Um, one notable example um, are called uh, they're called Anarchists Against the Wall, which is I think quite a funny name. But um, in in Hebrew, it doesn't quite translate the same. Um, but they were a group who opposed the construction of the big big wall in in mm. in the uh, West Bank. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so what they'd do is they'd go um, to uh, the areas where they were setting up the fencing. Um, mm-hmm. The idea for the fence was uh, partly that it would um, separate Palestinian people mm-hmm. from their fields and from their olive groves. So if they crossed to go to them, they'd be crossing over the fence and they would get shot um, mm-hmm. or, or injured or arrested or whatever. So this group um, would go tear down those fences and then walk with the Palestinian um, people. Mm. Um, and they'd still face violence, but less because yeah, of course. the IDF doesn't doesn't want to shoot Jews and as much. Um, so, um, you know, through their actions, though, they faced a lot of violent sort of repercussions from the state. Um, so a lot of those members uh, were shot um, with rubber bullets, um, which are not soft. Um, one sustained brain brain injuries in one event. Um, and notably, I think it was in about 2003, um, there was an ex-IDF soldier who just finished being in the IDF, um, took part in his first action, um, they were taking down the fence. Um, he was shot in the leg with a live round, um, which again is still less violent than if they weren't there. Um, and uh, afterwards, the IDF said, "Oh, we didn't know he was Israeli. Mm. We wouldn't have shot him if we knew he was Israeli." Which is, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it, it is quite difficult in Israel itself. Internationally, um, there's obviously some amazing work being done. I think it's important to recognise that there's a lot of Jews taking part in these actions not as Jewish people, mm-hmm. but just as regular, you, you know, indistinguishable from anyone. They're not organizing themselves as, as Jewish people. But um, as you said, there's Jewish Voice for Peace. Um, you know, there's uh, groups like Loud Jew Collective in every every city that there are Jews. Um, that, okay. And, mm-hmm. you know, you may not hear about it because it doesn't get talked about a huge amount, but, you know, doing similar work to us, um, working with their Palestinian uh, comrades and... And supporting them, um, mm. it's it's more common than you probably would think. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the reason it's not getting talked about is part of that reaction from you know Zionist organisations and the Israeli state 
it's easier to not recognize it and not talk about it because mm. it subverts what they mm -hmm. um, yeah. their messaging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, you know, I get some messages from Twitter regularly, and it's just flooded by particularly two voices, <laughs> which are, you know, and there's nothing else. Mm. There is no voice for anything even close to what you're saying. You are on about so it's it's rather interesting. Finally, we're running out of time, as per usual. We have been presenting the Gaza situation within a much larger framework, both historically and at present. We've talked about Israel and as a British-supported settler colony and a present political economic interest in the West to maintain control over that region in the Middle East. What is your, your take on it, very briefly, because yeah. we have only a couple of minutes left? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's pretty right on the money in terms of part of it i think it's it's also a product of you know um zionist support doesn't just come from the jewish community necessarily as well not to take away the fact that that's obviously a huge input mm -hmm. um but you know like there's the um i the, the the christian idea of needing a jewish state to have the uh like the doomsday stuff which is a bit weird like the second coming needs a state there which is a very like uh, specific sect, but has disproportionate impact in America. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, again, like you said, the, the sort of international political side as well, the cynical one. Um, and it's just so awful that all of that has caused such harm and, you know, the murder of thousands and thousands and displacement of thousands and thousands of, of millions of people in the area. And, uh, you know, personally, I think they have every right to resist their oppression and, and ask for safety um, mm -hmm. and freedom and happiness. And it's it's just so cruel that it has come to where we're at. Mm -hmm. and I don't think anyone who knows that history would would be surprised. Mm -hmm. I think anyone in the situation of, of the people being, you know, tortured and abused... Yeah. Yeah, but we usually, we usually coordinate our surprises with the uh, broader ideological orientation we have. Yeah, and <laughs> the news cycle. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Hill, for uh, coming in and for uh, sharing your experiences as well as your views uh, and the views of a different type of uh, voice of Jewish people in Melbourne, but also more generally across the world. Thank you so much. And good luck with uh, your work. Uh, I really respect it because you must, and your colleagues in that organisation, must be suffering quite a bit, almost like being in a prosecution, often personally. Uh, yeah, you're endangering yourself, uh, I figure. Yeah, I'd still say less than the Palestinian Yeah, of community. course, clearly, but yes. clearly, but still, um, it should not happen. Uh, let's listen uh, as a community uh, kind of an announcement to Palestine. Listen. What's taking place in Palestine is horrendous. The people of Gaza who have survived ethnic cleansing, three wars and a 16-year siege are now facing the biggest attacks ever mounted against them. This will only stop if governments like ours demand that it stop. Here are some ways that you can keep yourself informed and involved. Listen in to Palestine Remembered every Saturday morning at 9.30am or listen to the podcast. 
Join the APAN mailing list at apan.org.au for updates, news about actions you can get involved in and where you can donate to provide humanitarian assistance. Listen to other news and current affairs programs on 3CR that also cover Palestine. The oppression of the Palestinian people has been going on for 75 years. It has to stop. You can be part of making that happen by staying informed and active. APAN is a proud supporter of 3CR. Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio with Chuchak Bule and Hill from the Loud Jew Collective. Remember, if you want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's program, you can email borderlandsborders at borderlands.org.au. Just put Think Again in the subject line. Our programs are available by podcast via your preferred podcast app and on the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. Stay tuned. We have Milky Mana by King Stingland. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.